0: Jennifer Demuth, the Director of Health Promotion and Community Relations at the Tuscarawas County Health Department. And we are here today to talk about our Environmental Health Bureau at the Tuscarawas County Public Health Department. Before we get into it, It's the beginning of summer, and this is that time of year where you get your bonfire ready. You have all those big marshmallows and hot dogs and buns. You get them all packed up, and you climb out to the backyard with your family, and you're starting to roast those marshmallows. And what happens? The mosquitoes come out. We've all been there right and they can ruin your party and before you know it you have to roast your marshmallows fast and you're inside looking outside at the beautiful evening that you can't enjoy because the mosquitoes came to your party and you didn't invite them. We're going to talk about mosquitoes as part of our topic today but before we do that first we're going to talk about what we do in public health and specifically what we do in our Bureau of Environmental Health Services. Today I'm very fortunate to have with me two leaders from the Tusk County Public Health Department, including our director of the Environmental Health Services Department, who is also a registered environmental health specialist, Caroline Tarakidis. Caroline, welcome. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us. And we're also very fortunate to have with us Mike Kopko. He is one of our registered environmental health specialists. Hi, Mike.
1: Hi, Jen. Thanks for having us. Yeah,
0: good to have you. And so, you know, a lot of people think of the health department and obviously with the pandemic, they think about, you know, all the things we had to do in response to COVID-19. And yes, it was extremely busy time and a tough time. Uh, but, you know, during that time, we continued to provide several services to benefit our community. And one of those services is you know, is really everything the Environmental Health Bureau does. Uh, so, Carolyn, can you tell me a little bit about the services of the Environmental Health Division?
2: Absolutely, Jen. Um, so, the Environmental Health Division is always out. We're out every day. Sometimes we're out, you know, on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We're always out there protecting the public health of the residents of Tuscaroras County. It's one of those services that really never stops. It's something we're always doing. Um, what we do on a daily basis: we inspect restaurants, we inspect grocery stores, we inspect um, mobile food services, and if you want to have an event on the weekend and you're selling food, we're out there inspecting those temporary food service events as well. So that's just a routine activity that yeah. we're doing.
0: And you're inspecting, you know, those food service
2: providers for what? You know, just to make sure. The
0: food is safe. That's
2: absolutely what we're doing. We are making sure that the food is safe. We're making sure that it's being cooked properly, that it's being cooled properly, that you're safe when you're out eating in restaurants in Tuscaroras County. That is really good to know. I like to get carry out with my family (laughs) and and I want to know the food is safe. (laughs) And that's kind of one of the things that we're going back to doing now is dining in restaurants. And we have been doing carry out a lot more during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, but that's one of those things where people are getting out and about Supporting our local restaurants, supporting the local economy, and that's, you know, we want to make sure that you're safe when you're out and about. And that's kind of what public health is all about, those little intangible things that you don't realize we're doing every day to protect the public.
0: And speaking of those things that people don't realize we're doing every day, what are some of the other services of the Environmental Health Department that you're doing behind the scenes to protect us?
2: Absolutely. We are also, um, we inspect public swimming pools and spas. We inspect RV and campground parks. We investigate if you're bitten by an animal. We investigate that. Mm -hmm. Um, We are also there to help if you have questions about lead poisoning and preventing lead poisoning in humans. We investigate animal rabies bites. So if you are bitten by a dog, we're going to go out and make sure that that dog does not have rabies. We're going to make sure that um, all the rabies vaccinations are up to date on any animal or cat dog that is involved in biting a human. Mm-hmm. Um, we also permit water wells and home septic systems, and we do like solid waste inspections. So what I mean when I say that is like large scale um landfill operations, community composting, those types of things, we're out there inspecting those. We're inspecting the landfill every two weeks. We're inspecting those composting facilities at least once a month, all year long. So these are the activities that we've continued to do throughout the pandemic. We also permit and inspect home sewage treatment systems and we also do mosquito control. And I think that's what we're kind of here to talk a little bit about more today.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But you know, we were talking a little bit about water and water wells and septic systems and landfills. And when you uh, inspect those things, you're really making sure that the quality of the water we
2: drink is good, right? Because when those are maintained well, absolutely, our water is absolutely. So we're protecting the water that you're drinking. We're protecting the groundwater. A lot of our um, inspections and services are designed to protect drinking water, food, and you know the groundwater that we are using here in Tuscaroras County, as well as surface water. So you know, I know Tuscaroras County has the Tuscaroras River, and people like to get out and they like to fish and kayak and canoe and make use of that river and enjoy. That's one of the great features we have here in Tuscarawas County. So the programs that we do are again, kind of behind the scenes. If you have septic systems that are shooting out sewage into your river, you're really not gonna wanna go swim and boat and fish there. So that's kind of one of those things that we built in to our you our know, programs is keeping those surface water safe and, and making this a really a great place to live. So
0: speaking of water, um, and Mike, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about this next uh, item. We know that uh, mosquitoes like water. You know, mosquitoes don't just like our backyard barbecues and bonfires to spoil, but they also like water. What are some of the areas that mosquitoes are naturally drawn to, and it's normal to find you know their habitats there? I think. It might be helpful to know those things that so we can try to avoid.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they do like your backyard barbecue, but I mean, and they do like water, but they also require water to really establish themselves in the first place. So, I mean, um, when you're talking about specific locations um, down here, like Carolyn mentioned, we do have the river and around the river, there's a lot of low lying areas where water can pool, especially after the snow melts mm-hmm. after the wintertime. Um And that's typically where a lot of mosquitoes is places as well, but where a lot of mosquitoes lay their eggs. And when those pools fill up with water, that's when they hatch. Um, And that's really uh, in lies. The problem is, and that's also not to get too ahead, but that's where we can kind of target to, um, you know, mitigate the amount of mosquitoes that are going to pop up at your backyard barbecue um, later. Um, You know, we want to make sure it doesn't get to that point, but um, places like that, that's where they hatch. That's typically where they, um, live and habitate, and if you know when that's why when we we're talking about if you're going to go in the woods it's, it's the summertime. if you're going to go out you know um just do recreational activities you'll um you're going to encounter that stuff and so if you'd like we can talk a little bit too at some point about how to prevent yourself from getting bit and those sorts of things as well
0: Yes, I think that's a really timely thing to talk about with summer and the mosquitoes starting to come out in force. Um, You know, first, you know, what are some of the things we can do to help prevent, you know, getting bitten? But also, you know, what are things we can do maybe in and around our home to prevent mosquito habitats? You know, I certainly don't want a bunch of mosquitoes living in my backyard if I can prevent it.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, um, you know, so as I mentioned, they like standing water. Um, that's where they, that's where they're born. And there's many places around the home that you wouldn't necessarily think can harbor even, even just a cup of water, you know, it could be a, a location where they would lay eggs and all that. Similarly, bird baths, um, scrap tires, um, you know, trash cans uncovered, things like that, pools that are not maintained. Um, you know, uh, that's a good, you know, so basically just draining the, um, You know, water out of places that can hold water in your backyard is a great way to reduce the number of mosquitoes. A lot of people have bird baths. Make sure you change the water once a week, things like that. So the populations can not establish themselves in those locations.
0: Okay. Like when my kids were little, they used to have a backyard sandbox and they had little buckets and those buckets would Mm -hmm. get water, you know, after the rain and that the mosquitoes love that yeah if
1: you leave them there and you know then that that's that's a good way to so
0: remember to go and pour those out turn them upside down Absolutely. okay so what other things can we do to help um prevent you know mosquitoes loving our yards um and what can we do to help prevent being bitten
1: um as for look you know and not just things around your house your house itself your gutters make sure those are cleaned out um Again, it's all really kind of comes back to standing water in most cases. Okay. Um, the mosquitoes that do hatch and, and, and become adults at that point, um, you know, they're actually, they're obviously have to bite you some during the day, some more closer to dusk and throughout the night. But typically if you're going to go out uh, anywhere where there may or may not be mosquitoes, wearing a long sleeve shirt, wearing long pants, using bug spray, um, that sort of stuff okay, um, can help prevent you to get bit.
0: Okay. Excellent. We want to prevent that if we can, so we can enjoy the outdoors this summer, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay, so I think, you know, this would be a good time to talk about, you know, what we do at the tuscarora County Health Department to help prevent, you know, large infestations of mosquitoes in our communities. And-
2: Absolutely. What we're primarily concerned with at the tuscarora County Health Department is reducing transmission of mosquito-borne disease from mosquitoes to humans. So, we know that we're not going to kill every single mosquito in Tuscaroras County. That's not really a goal that we can reach. But what we want to do is we want to reduce the population of mosquitoes to the point where we're not getting disease transmission to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we do three, we have a three pronged approach to mosquito control here. We do disease surveillance. Um, so, we go out and we catch mosquitoes as they're adults and they're trying to lay their eggs.
0: So, Caroline, I understand that you do a lot to look for, you know, potential disease and mosquitoes. What are some of the diseases that you look for that are more common to find, particularly here in Ohio and in Tuscarawas County?
2: Absolutely. So the primary disease that we're concerned about is, of course, West Nile virus. We have West Nile virus here in our community here in Tuscarawas County, and actually it's in all of Ohio. So that's the primary disease that we're concerned with. There's also Eastern equine encephalitis. There's St. Louis encephalitis. Um, Those are the kind of the diseases that we're primarily concerned about with mosquitoes. Okay. And the way we do our um, mosquito surveillance program is we tend to focus on those mosquitoes that can transmit West Nile virus. We actually brought one of our um, traps here today to show you kind of how we do it. And it's really kind of interesting. So, this is um, this is a gravid trap, and it is designed specifically to catch the Culex pipiens mosquito. And what we know about them, we know a little bit about their biology, so we use that to kind of focus on the Culex pipiens mosquito. They are known to really, they want to breed in orga- highly organic water. So, what that actually means is that it's really nasty, stinky, gross water. So, we... Um, we make this water that we, we put it out in the sun for like seven days and it's just water and grass clippings and we let it sit out there in the sun and get really stinky and nasty. And they love that. They're like, this is a wonderful place to lay my mosquito eggs. So they um, We fill that black tub up with uh, the nasty water and then we um, turn on the fan inside of the trap and when the mosquitoes come in to lay their eggs, they get sucked up into that trap and then it catches them and holds them in there. And um, we leave that there overnight. We set it in parks and you know locations are all across uh, the county. We set this there and then we catch these mosquitoes and we bring them back to the health department and we put them in little vials of 50 and we send them off to the Ohio Department of Health okay. for testing and then they test each one of those um, pools, we call them of mosquitoes. And if we get a positive pool of mosquitoes, then we will spray or adult using the, um, the truck and then the spray that comes off the back. That's when we, you know, go ahead and, and spray within a mile and a half of that, um, positive trap. Okay. And
0: so when you spray, you know, how does that work, you know, to kill the mosquitoes?
2: So the way that mosquito spraying works is we do it in the evenings when mosquitoes are most active and um, we drive through populated areas and we spray, you know, the the spray comes out the back of the truck off the sprayer, but it's not as effective as some some of the other control um, activities that we do. Mosquitoes literally have to fly through the spray to be killed by the spray so we really we use that as a last resort we do we try to do some of our more effective um, control activities prior to that so like mike was just talking about how we find the mosquito larvae in standing water Mm -hmm. they're much easier to kill when they're in that form so that's where we really want to try to control that population is when they're in that standing water it's the least environmentally impactful way to um, kill the mosquitoes and it's the most effective so remember the mosquito has to fly through the spray it just has to be in the water with um, the larvicide for it to kill that and we brought some larvicide to show you
0: oh that would be great this is a good science experiment today
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is our larvicide that we use to control mosquitoes when they're still in standing water so before they hatch and fly Um, this type of larvicide is actually a bacteria so it only impacts mosquitoes mosquito larvae it only impacts them so it's really really safe it has a low environmental impact and it's one of our more effective products that we use to control mosquitoes here in tuscarawas county Mm
0: -hmm. okay so how do you find out about areas of standing water in the county that need treated
2: So we absolutely already have a list of sites that we visit on a regular basis. So our communities, they decide to participate in our program and we go out and routinely do surveillance with the traps. And we also routinely, larvicide as part of that mosquito control program. But we also get, uh, get sites from when we get complaints, people will call in and say, oh my goodness, there's a bunch of standing water behind my home, or there's a bunch of standing water at this site. And we can go out and treat those. And, you know, if we do regularly post on Facebook, like, hey, we're getting ready for our mosquito control season. Let us know where, you know, you see standing water or if there are areas of tires. Um, And we can go out and treat those. So that's something that we're going to do because we will have two full-time staff this summer devoted exclusively to the mosquito control program.
0: Caroline, that's really good to know because our community can really take part in helping to control the mosquito population by reporting these big areas of standing water. And they can help us out and partner with us. Let's keep those mosquitoes from destroying all our summer activities.
2: That's a really great partnership that we have with our residents here. And another really great partnership that we have, and I think Mike can maybe tell you a little bit about this, is we have... um, with the Solid Waste District and Gales Recycling, a really amazing program where you can take 12 scrap tires to Gales, I think maybe Mike can tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, as she mentioned, Gales allows people to bring 12 tires per driver's license uh, per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason, and that, that is funded by the Solid Waste District, they allow them to collect them and then they, a company comes and disposes of them properly. Um, tires are such a, a hot button issue um, you know, because they hold water. And so mm-hmm. though the tire itself, is it isn't really going to do much, but sit there, but they hold these, they hold all that water. So, um, a lot of people, uh, tend to, um, put them places where they shouldn't, or they store them when they shouldn't. And there's lots of them build up and, but there's no place to take them because there's no local area really to, 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 to take them and um it's expensive to dispose of them um so the fact that gales has that service uh, to offer to the community has been a big help um in past years um, giving people an outlet um we also have done in the past um tire cleanup events or amnesty events where we've allowed people to just bring however many they want now this is this isn't commercial people these are just residents mm-hmm. um you know but um as far as mosquito control goes that's one of the biggest um you know, contributors to a population. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. So if someone has tires laying around their yard or if their neighbor has tires and they're not sure how to dispose of them, mm-hmm. my understanding is they can take it to Gales. Is it recycling? Yeah, Gales recycle in it,
1: it. In Dover? Or? It's in Dover. Okay. there on Florence Avenue. Okay. Um, yeah, you can take 12 uh, per driver's license per year.
0: That is really good to know, you know, because oftentimes if you have spare tires, you don't know, you know, how they, to get they rid of them. them.
1: They take them with rims too. So you don't have to worry about that. They'll, take, they'll have nice. a machine to take them off
0: because yeah, not everyone's a mechanic and can take that uh, take yeah. those off. That's yeah. really good to know. Okay, um, so Mike, tell us about this object that looks like a drum that you brought for us, and what this r- plays, what r- role this plays in mosquito control.
1: Yeah, this um, this contraption here is is similar to the other trap that we that we just uh, Caroline just showed us. This is a different style trap called a BG Sentinel, um, and it works in a similar way. It kind of draws air in through the top, and and all these traps uh, wasn't mentioned earlier. Both of these are meant to catch a specific type of mosquito. Um, this one, yeah, this the you know uh, different habitats, I guess. So that one simulates the um, standing water okay. that they'll come that, 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 that Culex Pippins is technically the one for that one. it'll, it'll, that carries West Nile virus. It's going to trap that one. This one off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly which one is, is going to, or is, this one's trying to trap, but there is a bait that is supposed to be used. There's this little hole right here and the bait goes in there and it's supposed to smell uh, like carbon dioxide or human skin. It's supposed to simulate the human mm-hmm. sense so that it draws the mosquito in. And it, as it approaches, so there's the plug to power it. As it approaches this top area, it will suck it in the mosquito in and trap them in a net. And that's how we um,
2: and that's it's how a, we collect them. One of the really um, interesting things about this type of trap is the other trap is designed to catch those Culex pipiens, that West Nile virus mosquito. This trap's All types of mosquitoes. Anything that would bite a mammal is attracted to that carbon dioxide scent. And so that kind of gives you a broader perspective of uh, different kinds of mosquitoes that you can catch and that we can see what we have here. So we see, we look at many different mosquito species using that trap. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gives you a a broader perspective of what kind of mosquitoes activity we are having here in our county.
0: So really, you know, at the Tuscarawas County Health Department, through environmental health, we're doing everything we can to trap many different types of mosquitoes to check for disease and then try to protect the public to the best of our ability.
2: Absolutely. We're using all of the resources that we have here at our disposal.
0: Sounds really good. And we appreciate that work, especially as a Tuscarawas County resident. We appreciate that very much. So we were talking about mosquito spraying earlier, and it reminded me of an important concern that a lot of our residents have. um, Especially, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people took up new hobbies. And I know I have several friends who took up beekeeping and started their own hives during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because, you know, they had some extra time at home and thought, hey, I always wanted to make have my own honey. So, you know, if someone has a beehive and, you know, they want to be sure that the mosquito spraying doesn't harm their hive, what can they do?
2: So we absolutely want to protect um, our environment. We do not want to impact our pollinators. We recognize as environmentalists, the important role they play in all of our environment. I mean, this is an agricultural community. We respect that. We understand the pollination is a huge part of that. So we really go out of our way to ensure that we're protecting those um, registered bee uh, hives. So what happens is um, they're registered with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. Every year we check with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources to make sure that we are up to date on where the hives are. And then we do not spray anywhere near where people are keeping bees. Additionally, if you don't want us to spray near your house, we absolutely understand that. Please go ahead and give us a call at 330-343-5550 and let us know, hey, I don't want you to spray on my street and we won't. So that's really important that people know like they can, if your community has chosen to opt into this program, you can choose to not be a part of that, at least of that particular part of the mosquito control program.
0: That is really good to know. And going back to, you know, the beehives and registering your hive with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, you know, that's kind of a complicated step, you know, and starting your own hive can be complicated enough. So if someone doesn't know how to do that, you know, could they call your department and you know, maybe you can give them the resources for how to register their hives.
2: Absolutely, we can help them out with that. Um, we can also just take them off the spray list too. So we can okay. do both, we can help with one and, and actually, actually, actually just go ahead and do the other.
0: Excellent. So you can make it easy for people to protect uh, their new hobby hives. Yes, or their and honey. that's a great
2: hobby. That's really one that really, you know, helps the entire community.
0: Absolutely. Okay. And what was the name of the uh, species of mosquito that, you know, can cause West Nile? Like Culex pipiens? Culex pipiens. Culex pipian. Yes. Okay. So everyone, you heard it here first. The next time you're having a bonfire and those mosquitoes are trying to get at you, you can just say, hey, you Culex Pipians, leave us alone. Um, But if that doesn't work, I think it's a great idea to try a lot of the tips that we learned here today. I want to thank Caroline Tarakidis, our director of the Environmental Health Services Department at the Tuscarawas County Health Department. And I also want to thank Mike Kopko, our um, registered environmental health specialist. And uh, we thank you for being here today for sharing about mosquitoes and uh, what we can do to help uh, prevent them from spoiling our summer fun here in Tuscarawas County. And we do want to mention that to get a hold of our Tuscarawas County Health Department, Environmental Health Services uh, Department, you can reach us at 330-343-5550 or email them at eh at tchdnow.org. Thank you for joining We look forward to bringing another topic to you later this summer.